PTSD, and parenting. I got a lot to say. Let's talk about it. My name is Leah Huggins. I'm a wife, a mother, and a proud U.S. Navy veteran. After two tours to Iraq, my husband was diagnosed with PTSD. My world spiraled out of control as fear, anxiety, doubt, and depression took over. I gave my life to Christ, took on a new mindset, and let go of the negativity of my past. I now help wives to find healing, encouragement, and strategy to overcome the effects of PTSD on their daily lives and in their marriage. So come on in and let's talk about it. Welcome to Marriage, Motherhood, and PTSD. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Marriage, Motherhood, and PTSD. This is a place where we empower women to help their spouses through PTSD without losing themselves in the process. I'm your host, Coach Leah, and I'm so happy you joined us today. Well, let's start off by saying Happy New Year, everybody. I hope everybody had a great holiday season. You know, for me, for the holidays, I got the gift of COVID. (laughs) That's right. It's the gift that keeps on giving. I actually spent my holidays in bed uh, with the covers over my head, not feeling good at all. But I am back. I couldn't wait to get back to you. I tried to record, but it just wasn't happening for me. So (laughs) I said I wanted to start fresh. You deserve to uh, get a fresh word for me. And I just wanted to be at my best to present to you. So I am feeling much better and I'm happy to be here today so that we can talk. This is a good subject that we have going on today. We're talking about the effect of PTSD on parenting, how PTSD affects children. All right. This is a subject that is near and dear to my heart. My husband and I have three kids in the house. And well, actually we have two kids that are going on to college now and one kid that's on the way to college. She's on the way out of the house. (laughs) So that's a good thing. But yes, we have three kids that are of the age. They're older now. They understand that dad has PTSD. They understand the effect of what is happening in the house and they are affected by it, which is, which is, you know, it's kind of weird to say because it's dad that has the PTSD, not the children. However, because PTSD affects the whole house. We each have our own experience with dealing with trauma and dealing with the effects of trauma on the house. All right. So we're going to get into that today. So the first thing I want to talk to you about today is the importance of having your home as a solid foundation. It is one of the most important aspects of a person's life. This is where your belief systems are set up. This is where you learn how to relate to each other. You learn how to relate to other people. You know, as a child, you learn to relate to the world by what you've experienced right there in your own household. You know, if you ever wonder why someone is the way that they are, take a look at their family. You can check their history. You can see how they've been raised. You can see the effects of the relationships that they had in the relationships that they have now. Some women have a certain way of dealing with men because they're, the men in their family were either non-existent or they were not active or they were very passive. You can tell how a man deals with his wife based on the relationship that he had with his own mother and with other women in his life. So things that you learn as a child do 
affect you later on in life. If you take a look at what is going on in the world today, you can tell what is going on in the family. What a child sees in the house can affect them, whether it's PTSD or not. The Bible tells us to train up a child in the way he should go. And when he when he's old, he won't depart from it. But you got to think about the other side of that, because when you train up a child, whether you bring him up in the way of the Lord or not, whatever that child sees, whatever that child learns is going to be what sticks with them. And that will be what comes out in the future. If a child is living in a toxic family environment, then that is going to carry on with them. It's going to carry on with them in the relationships that they have with their peers. And then later on in life, it's going to affect their relationships that they have with their children and with their family and the people that they deal with down the line. There's a song that goes, oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. And it's all about what you allow in. What's in you will eventually come out. So you have to be careful about what you expose your children to. It's time out for thinking that children are too young to understand. What they do understand is emotion. They do understand, okay, something's not right about this situation. Mom is crying. Dad is angry. Did I do this? Did I do something to cause this? And they get afraid because if the people that are supposed to keep them grounded and safe are afraid, if they are emotionally imbalanced, the children are going to pick up on that. And that creates a sense of not being safe for themselves. And then they begin to have their own issues, their own experiences based on what is going on in the home. And one important thing that we need to note is that trauma is not always from just being in the military and going to war. There are a lot of things that can traumatize a person that have nothing to do with military or with the war. Life itself (laughs) can be traumatizing. And that's what I'm talking about with the kids. The kids can experience trauma just based on what is going on in the home. Our job as parents is to make sure that the children have a sense of balance, that they feel protected, that they have a sense of belonging, and that their family life is good. When you create this type of environment for the children, they are able to go out and be healthy, productive citizens to society. A child that has a parent that is going through PTSD is going to see a lot. They're going to experience some downtimes. And it's important that you give them balance. So yes, they do see this negative side, but I want the family to be so important that after things calm down, that you all still gather around the children and encourage and empower the children and encourage them that they are loved, encourage them that they are safe and they are taken care of and that mommy and daddy love them and that their home is safe. Mommy and daddy love each other and they're in a safe place. They're in a safe environment and a home of love. They need the balance there because it helps them to feel that sense of protection. You need to balance the negative with the positive. It may be that after there was a hard night, everybody kind of went off in their own separate directions and went to bed. Maybe the next day, get up, start fresh. Every morning is a new morning. It is a brand new beginning. His mercies are new every morning. So what you do is you start fresh. Take the kids out to breakfast. Maybe go on an adventure. Go do something together. 
as a family so that they will begin to understand that, yes, we do have ups and downs. And yes, there are some hard times, but our good times were really good. And I really feel like I'm important. There has to be something to encounter the negative environment that they've seen. So what I have done, and I did this for myself, not just for the kids, <laughs> but it was really for me to counter what was going on. I actually immersed myself in church. I wanted to be active in church. I wanted to do something where I could feel like I was a part of a group of people in organization where I was making a difference. So I immersed myself in my local house of worship. I became active in the church and not just going every Sunday, just hearing the word and going home. I became active. I got on the praise team. I did things that I like to do because that's also a form of therapy uh, for me. That's me time. <laughs> is what I call it. It's my me time where I go and take my mind off of what is going on at home. I learn how to deal with the things that are going on at home and in in life in general based on what the word says. And that is why church was important to me. The thing that I like was that the church had a program for young people, for the children and for uh, young adults. And they were able to learn about God and learn about living a life for God at their own level. And they they were able to come into the service and understand, you know, what was going on in the service, but it wasn't just them sitting there. They actually are learning. It helps to balance the negative things that they've experienced in the house. It was almost an escape. <laughs> if you want to look at look at it like that, it was almost an escape where we were able to go in and just for a couple hours, we didn't have the problems that we were having. And the big deal is that connecting with other believers will help to strengthen and encourage you. It empowers you. It's good to learn the stories behind the people that you see today because you never know what someone has experienced. And the good thing is that the things that they have experienced, they're willing to share. It can be something that can really help you out in your own situation, whether or not they went through the same situation as you or not. It's good to be able to connect to a group of people that are going towards the same goal, have the same beliefs. And it really only helps to empower you to make the changes in your life that are necessary to keep you going and to protect your children. So one thing that PTSD causes in a relationship is conflict. There's a divide. Along with conflict comes anger. Anger is destructive. Anger kills intimacy. It kills passion. It kills hope that the relationship or things are going to get better. And it can hinder communication. Anger can actually build over time and you have to learn to address it. What anger does is it gives place to the devil. The Bible says, be angry and sin not. When we give into our anger, it gives the enemy access to our thoughts. It gives him power over our thoughts. And he's able to go in and whisper things to us and, and make us think a certain way. We got to learn how to control our emotion and don't take too long to address it. We got to be quick to forgive because that helps us. 
Now, the person that actually experienced the trauma may find it hard to communicate their actual emotions. It may be hard for them to express what it is that they're actually feeling, not just when they're having trouble articulating when they're feeling bad, but maybe just relating to people and showing love. That may be hard for someone that has experienced trauma because they're always in their mind about how people will react to what they do and what they say. One thing that my husband will admit to is the fact that he is hypervigilant because of the things he's experienced. He is definitely hypervigilant and he overthinks things sometimes. He worries a lot about the children and he doesn't want to see them do things that will hurt them or that will go wrong for them. And when he's trying to convey that message, it doesn't always come across in that way. <laughs> it doesn't always come across in the nicest way because it, it may turn into him fussing at them and being short tempered with them. And they take that and they don't always they don't always receive it in the way that he is trying to tell them simply because of the way the message is coming across. Nobody likes being misunderstood. As a matter of fact, I don't like being misunderstood or misjudged. It may make him feel like he's not being taken seriously or not being respected. And that's what can go to the left for another situation to happen where he's had a blow up because he's not heard. So we can find ourselves walking on eggshells. It's almost like no matter what I do, he's going to blow up. <laughs> no matter what I say, he's going to blow up. Um, and that is, you know, that's just the reality of dealing with PTSD. The family can feel frustrated knowing that he's always angry. My kids are all teenagers too, by the way. So they're, they're a little bit older now, but of course they were there. The trauma happened with the military when they were younger. So they have grown up in this, but back to what I was saying, they can feel like everything that they say or do is going to be blown out of proportion. He's always angry. The key is we need to work on how to express our emotions in a way that will be received by others. Another way that PTSD can affect children is by making them grow up too fast or they're having to deal with adult problems at a young age, grown up issues. A lot of the attention in the house will go to the parent that is dealing with the PTSD and less attention is being given to the child. Did you know that 70% of marriages dealing with PTSD end in divorce and the rates of abuse and violence are much higher in families that are dealing with PTSD? Hostility and conflict can tear a family apart. The problem is, is that families are not equipped to handle the changes and the challenges that are brought on by the effects of trauma. In my book, The PTSD Wives Handbook, I uncover the hidden wounds of PTSD and I give you the tools that you need to let go of emotional baggage and find inner peace, self-love and personal strength. I'm going to show you how to turn your pain into a renewed passion for a better quality of life for yourself for your spouse, and for your family. PTSD affects the whole house, but your family doesn't have to be destroyed because of it. Get your copy of the PTSD Wives Handbook today. Click on the link in the show notes to order. Now, back to the show. I feel like in a way there were a lot of things that my kids missed out on simply because we never knew what was going to happen in the house. We didn't do a lot of sleepovers. Well, number one, I don't 
I don't let my kids <laughs> go out and do sleepovers at anybody's house. Um, it has to be somebody that I really know and I really trust before I let them go and sleep over at their house. But I do welcome kids to come over and sleep over at our house. But that never really happened uh, for a while there because it was kind of like, well, we don't know what's going to happen. Is he going to come home drunk? Is he going to come home and blow up at everybody? You know, so it was just kind of the fact that uh, they they got to miss out on a lot of stuff or maybe um, there was something that they wanted to do. But because of things that were going on at home, we were not able to take them out to do those things because we had more important things to deal with. One of the worst things I can remember um, is when my husband and I were having an argument and the kids had to step in between. They had to step in between and separate us. And they, I had to go in one room and my husband had to go in another room. They were teenagers then. I had to go in one room They had to, and my husband had to go in another room. And the kids stood there at the door to make sure that neither one of us came out of the room, that he didn't come in the room, that he went to bed and that I was okay in my room um, where I was. And I can remember feeling so much guilt and remorse about this because number one, I put the kids in the middle of the fight. That was one thing. I felt bad because the kids were in the middle of our adult situation and they had to turn into the adult and separate us and bring peace in the house for that moment. I felt terrible. My husband felt terrible the next day. You know, when you realize what has been done, I felt like I put my kids in danger because, you know, of of the situation that was going on. They could have got hurt if we weren't in our right minds, you know, and, and we weren't in our right minds. They could have been hurt. I wear that a lot as guilt, but I'm glad, though, that they were able to be there to step in. I'm glad they had the mind to do it because that tells you what type of children they were. They did not want to see their parents fighting and they stepped in to stop something that could have been terrible. You will find that kids may end up resenting you, even you, if you're not the parent that has the PTSD, if you continue to allow behaviors or allow things to happen, allow them to miss things of their childhood, or just allow the behaviors that kind of mess things up around the house, they will be mad at you. And rightfully so, because you're the parent. You're the one that's supposed to be there protecting them and doing what you need to do for them. And they will eventually grow to see that, hey, you're not doing <laughs> your part. It's it's a balance. And I'm thankful that this type of situation didn't happen in our house all the time while they were young. It happened enough. It did happen enough, but it didn't happen all the time. And we were able the next day to smooth everything over. We made up with each other. And then we had to go and talk to the kids and make up with them because we brought them into that situation. As parents, we can apologize too when we do things to mess up. And it's not beneath us to apologize to our children for something that may have hurt them. So it's important for them to see that part too, because they learn in their lives that, okay, sometimes you do need to apologize and it's okay. 
My biggest fear is this family falling apart because of the things that happen within the family. I don't want the kids to resent my husband or myself. I don't want them to just eventually get in their own bubble and not <laughs> not deal with this. You know, you you got teenagers and teenagers, they will eventually go through that phase where they really don't want to be bothered with you. <laughs> but that is different than actually not wanting to have anything to do with their parents because of what is going on, because of something that you've done. I don't want the effects of PTSD and the things that we see because of the PTSD or because of the effects of trauma to make the kids feel a certain way to life where they're like, I can't wait to get out of this house and I'm never coming back. I never want to see that. So sometimes you find yourself as the peacemaker in the house, as a mediator between your spouse and the children, and even yourself, because you are um, just a as much a part of the problem <laughs> as the spouse is, because it takes two. There are two people running the house, not just one person. So you, as the spouse, are just as much a part of the problem. When it comes to creating a toxic environment where your family lives. So PTSD, like I said, can create a divide in your home. And, you know, it's important that you stand on your faith in order to navigate your way through these tough times. Make sure you don't become so overwhelmed and distracted by the things that are going on with your spouse that you end up neglecting the rest of your family and yourself for that matter, especially your children. Problems in the home, they can lead to problems at school and in their social life. It's important to look for patterns of behavior that have been passed down because of growing up in a toxic environment. These kids are smart. They know what's going on. Don't think that because they're young, they don't know or they don't understand. They can pick up on a lot of things. They understand a lot more than, you know, what is given credit, <laughs> what they're given credit for. And they know what's going on. They see they if you have more than one. Uh, one thing I learned is that they will have meetings on you. They will talk about you. <laughs> And your spouse, they'll talk about, you know, all the things that you are doing wrong and they'll have a little meeting themselves um, and uh, to discuss <laughs> what's going on in the house. So here's a couple things that you can do in order to not necessarily protect your children from uh, what's going on in the house, but to help them to work through what's going on in the house so that they can overcome the obstacles that have been set. So the first thing you want to do, um, you have to talk to your children. You got to tell them the truth. Talk to them and explain things on their level. Let them know about the things that run in their family because this trauma thing, it can be something that runs in the family. Um, and the way that people deal with them, the arguing, all of that stuff can run through the family. So you have to be careful and explain to them what is going on, why it is the way it is, and then teach them how to work through those emotions and how to work their way out of the situation to make things better. Another thing is you want to create some time to be together. The best way to do this is going to be at the dinner table. 
eating meals together. Nothing brings a family together like having a home cooked meal, a dinner, even if it's not home cooked. Sometimes you got to just do takeout. But if you sit there at that table together with a pizza or something like that, um, it actually uh, helps to connect everyone at the table. The dinner table, it is a sacred place. And that's where families can come together and create memories. They can bond over their food and just create fellowship. The dinner table is a good place just to spend time with the family, not just talking to the kids and just fussing at them, but it's really to find out about their day. Let them talk to you, tell you what they're up to and what things that are happening in school. I like to find out about the friends and what's happening. Be sure that the kids get out of the house. That's one big thing. Get them out of the house, get them involved in activities that they like to do, um, whether it's a sport or maybe some sort of um, talent that they're learning to develop, playing a piano or dance or something like that, some sort of art. Find things that they can do outside of the house because that helps to take their mind off of what is going on in the house. Again, church. I cannot stress enough the importance of church. I think church also provides a community. They get to hang with other kids their age, <laughs> number one. And they also learn certain values and things that you are learning at your own level, at the level of an adult, they get to learn the same thing at the level of a child. The church I was raised at had a lot of activities for youth. It had a sports team and had a volleyball, uh, not volleyball. We had a, we had a basketball team. We had a cheerleading team. We had a drill team. Of course, the usher board and the youth choir. There was always something going on. Our youth group that we had used to always go out and do stuff. So it was a lot of fun to get out and experience things outside of the house. That's one thing my, my parents uh, instilled in me is to never be afraid to go out and travel and go and see the world, see things that are going on because it helps you as an adult. And it actually did. I love that my upbringing, uh, there was a lot of culture in it. We went to museums, we went to plays and not just, you know, mama, I want to sing, but we, <laughs> we went to Broadway style shows. It was a great upbringing. And that's what I tried to give to my children. It also teaches them things to look for as far as things that they want to do in the future. They may uh, go out and see these shows or see, you know, something out there and say, that is what I want to do. Oh, that's what I want to do and get excited about it. And it just helps. So they're not sitting in the house by themselves in their room because they closed the door and isolated themselves because mom and dad are fighting again. It's so important to get them out, get them active, get them active with other kids their age so that they're able to have a normal, healthy life of a child the way uh, ch children should be raised so they can learn how to get along with each other and how to treat each other. So, of course, there's so much more to cover in this topic, but we are restricted by time. So I don't want to keep you too long. I do want to get to the coaching moment for today. So for today's coaching moment, I am going to read Psalm 127, starting at verse three. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. 
So this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Basically, if children are the arrows, that means that parents are the warriors. And the arrow is only going to be as good and as effective as the skilled warrior. That's you. That's holding the arrow. I want you to take a minute to write down what this verse actually means to you and how can you apply this to your life? Next, I want you to ask yourself, what is one aspect of parenting that I'm really good at? What is one part of parenting that I'm really good at and how does that benefit my family? Next, I want you to ask, what is one aspect of parenting that I need to work on? What is the one thing that I need to work on and what is the one thing that I can do today to help me to become better at that thing? All right. So what is one aspect of parenting that I need to work on? And what is something that I can do today to help me to get better at that? And last, I need you to create a list of things that you can do with your kids that both you and them will enjoy. So I want you to do at least five things, at least five things. Now, if you pick one of these things to do each week, you have a month's worth of activities that you can do with your family. And it doesn't have to be anything grand. It could be something small. It could be going to the playground. It could be going to the movies, not necessarily having to spend a lot of money. Disney World, family vacations, those are our favorite things to do as a family. (laughs) So that's one thing that helps our family to bond. That's the whole goal is to get your family to bond and to do things together. All right, you guys, well, that is all that we have time for today. I'm so glad that you joined us. So remember, we want to hear from you. So if you have any questions or if you want to share your testimony or your stories, go to our website, which is marriagemotherhoodptsd.com. And on the show page, you can go to the section that's titled Ask Coach Leah. Right there, you can submit your form and we can share and talk about whatever it is you want to talk about on the show. Okay. Also want to hear from you to know what things that you want to discuss on the show. I'd be happy to do that for you. All right. I'm looking forward to the next time we meet again. In the meantime, I want you to be encouraged, be empowered and be blessed. Peace, y'all.